Welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. And welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast. That was Bailey James with The Crow. Hi, Carl and Greg. How are you guys doing? Hello, hello, Nic- hello Nicole. And hello, hello. Gre- hello, Gregory. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. You know what? It's funny. Um, she reminds me of um, a country heart, Ann Wilson kind of thing, you know? Mm. That one note she hits is kind of like, it sounds like a guitar. Wave vibratos. It's, it's, it's pretty impressive note, don't you think? I'm hearing it for the first time now. 
You know, it sounded uh, big and grandiose and theatrical to me, which, you know, that that's a gamble, uh, particularly if you're in the country market. But that can go one of two ways. That can be intriguing or that can like fail pretty, pretty miserably. I was intrigued by this. I thought it was cool. I like the uh, mysterious lyric. And, but, you know, I, I thought it was cool. It's funny because it's funny that she comes up this week because for some bizarre reason, you know, you know, things just pop up in your Facebook feeds mm-hmm. and stuff. And I've been getting all these like, you know, 1970 heart videos, right? Right now, I'm like crushing on 1972 Ann Wilson from Heart. Oh, she just yeah. something about not only her voice is her voice is still kind of flawless, by the way. I'm seeing these early videos of her when she was like, I guess, 20. And she was great. I, I read. I heard. Their, I read their bio too about a year ago. And you got to remember, it was rough for them, man. You yeah. know, they, they were like two really good-looking chicks. You know, not to sound sexist, but that's what they were. You know, girls mm-hmm. in in a male-dominated rock and roll in that world. world. Yeah. And they right. made it, man. Remember when Zeppelin was inducted into the. Kennedy yeah, Center, the Kennedy Arts. Performing Arts Center, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and they're sitting there, and they have the people you know do their songs. They did Stairway to Heaven, and it was great. It was yeah. great. It was almost, it was probably better than Zeppelin could do it now. <laughs> you know, her voice was like flawless. You know, and we're talking like a few years ago, so she's already in her sixties now doing this. She can still do it. You know, for for forty years, you know when one of those tracks from the first four albums comes up on the radio, I just turn the radio up, you know? I mean, well, they're like, great records, man. For like, 40 you know, years. They're, yeah. So you got, you know, did they, did she write, did they write those tunes? Yeah. Well then, then that, that's great stuff. Good for them, man. You know? Um, yeah. So I, I love heart, but, yeah. uh, so the, 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 this, this girl reminds me of that belly. So yeah. sad news. Um, was never really a big judge fan. Well, I was going to say, it's interesting that we are featuring Bailey this week, especially no one knew that she was going to pass. But what does it do with Bailey? So because Bailey actually started her own health and suicide prevention awareness movement called the Finally Free Movement in regards to her brother, Zane, who committed suicide. So it's just, it's wow. interesting. Like, we didn't plan it this way at all. But the fact that that's kind of also giving Bailey a nod to the work that she's done, knowing that Miss Judd, um, I think they're coming out now that she did commit suicide. So, you know, I, I've never, I've never, never, ever was from, you know, I don't, I don't know how many hits they had. They supposedly had like 30 or 40 number one country uh, music hits or judge. whatever the case may be, but I, I never got what they were doing and I have not been a fan. So I don't want to be hypocritical. And then now, you know, sing. Well, it doesn't matter uh, you know, whether praises. you're a fan or not. You, yeah. you're, yeah. you're not even her praises, but you know, they were definitely a force. You know, they were famous. They were huge. I, I know their story a, a little bit. And I loved her story. How she was like this single, you know, mom, you know, you know, like you know, and she's kind of made something of both her kids, like Naomi, and then Ashley went on to be this great actress, did a lot of great stuff, and now. Well, and you were calling her kind of like the country Kardashians yesterday, Kinda. kind of what she was able to do. So who said who said that? Carl, when we were talking about it. <laughs> I thought she was great looking. I and, love that. And, 
country car Kardashian. Well, she was, but but the thing is, you know, not not that I'm not going to diss anybody, but but at least they could do I, something. I call Emily Harris Madonna Kana. You know, but but at least at least the the judge could do something. They sang and made records, you know, and did something. Where I still don't know what the Kardashians do. Well, and I mean, they the it's so sad too that she wasn't able to even see through getting inducted into the Hall of Fame the day that they before. did on Monday, the day before. So, like, it's just so sad that like there is so much talent and there is so much success that they've seen, and like you just you can't ever really tell what's going on behind the scenes. So, you know, you know, we've decided Nicole and I were discussing. We realized it's coming on almost two years of us doing this podcast, right? It is. Mm. It's actually two years this week. We launched May 1st of 2020. So, wow, um, that's cool that you know that. So, I, I don't. So, and, and since it like. I couldn't even give it you the year, <laughs> let alone the day. <laughs> well, well, that's why it's 9420. <laughs> Duh, that's, that's why we right. named this. Um, I couldn't even have done that. So, it originated what we're, we're sitting down, me and you, in um, Bongo Java. Right. We've decided. At this right now, go ahead. You explain. I was going to say that ninety-four. We're calling them out. Well, we're no. Out. We're, what we've decided is that the ninety-four twenty podcast is now going to be the ninety-four twenty podcast. We deem ourselves as the unofficial sponsors of Bongo Java. <laughs> we're sponsoring them, or they're sponsoring us. No, they're sponsoring us, but they don't know it yet. Yeah, exactly. So Bongo Ooh. Java is the unofficial sponsor of the 9420 podcast. And, and well, need to call need to call Bongo Bob over there and well let him know will. that we're that, yeah. that he's been sponsoring us for for a year now. For and, two, uh, no, two years almost. So and we're gonna start so every week. We're gonna we're start gonna, sending him the episode. No, we're gonna start doing a commercial for Bongo Java every week. I have very, very, very fond memories of Bongo Java. I mean, it's I still love Bongo there. Java. Still, uh, it uh, it has changed drastically from when I spent a lot of time there. I used to go and spend an hour or two before I went to my job at uh, on was Music that the, Road. Was that the so. original one right there across from Belmont? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The, the one, one that I love. It's next to like Proper Bagel now or something like that. <laughs> week number eight. I'd say week number eight. Two months into this, it's starting to bother me. Our now. other imaginary sponsor, yeah. right? Invisalign, Bongo Java, and Invisalign. <laughs> Our other unofficial sponsor, right? So, um, it's called. Yeah, they never pay it forward. Yeah, it's called sponsor it forward. <laughs> I love it. We're sponsoring it. it forward. We're manifesting what could eventually may actually yeah, turn into eventually money. Eventually, like they're all going to start. You know, we're like, what's the opposite of an influencer? We're the influencers. <laughs> an ignorer. <laughs> we're going to ignore. We're ig- 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 ignorers. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the opposite of influencers. Uh, so one thing we actually have not spoken about, but I think it's been in the news for maybe like a week or two now, is that CMA Fest is actually going to be happening this year after Ooh. two years. I don't, I'm not even excited for it. Like I'm very- as, as we used to say when I was in junior high school, big whoop. So this is the CMA Fest. Down in downtown this is, Nashville, this is where with the stages this is, and everything. This is where people stand in line and. Are, you know what Nashville needs? What? A nice club where you can play like some music and a, a nice like. <laughs> oh yeah. 
nice, nice little bar with a stage where people can sing and maybe have a drink. They have anything like that there? Well, you know, what's I don't think they have anything like that, but they've got a lot of bachelorette parties now. You know, I would like to do some reconnaissance, and I would like to figure out whether or not most of the bars that have opened in the last, say, three years in Nashville are in essence or in effect pay to play because I've been talking to people, you know, since COVID kind of uh, took a rest and people are starting to get back on the road, they're discovering more and more venues that there are actually a lot of fees associated with them going in and playing those venues. And I'm wondering if uh, Nashville has followed suit. Do you know? I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think definitely some of them are, especially the ones that have like the bigger name acts that are associated with them. I'm pretty sure that those are pay to play, or if they're part of that quote unquote record label, they get to go there and own part of the stage. But I think there are still some bars that literally let the independents come in and do their thing, get their tips. Yeah. Well, as opposed to pay to play, where they don't pay them anything, and they just if they make some tips, they make some tips. And yeah. That's it. No, they're they're li- they're literally paying to 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 be on the stage. Well, that's been going on since the '80s, and LA used to do that with bands. You know, the big band. LA did that all up and down Sunset. Yeah, right. I, and and New York does it too. Uh, it really wasn't a thing in Nashville. You couldn't get people to do that in Nashville. People would not pay you to for the use of your four walls. Anyway. So do we have more music from... Uh, we do have more music from Bailey, Bailey James. We're going to listen to her management company, which is Publicity Nation PR beforehand. And then we'll listen to Bitter, which is her next single. This episode features an artist from Publicity Nation PR. Publicity Nation PR is a music, entertainment, and lifestyle public relations and artist development agency based in Nashville, Tennessee. They are an industry leader in music and entertainment publicity, artist development, branding, and commercial projects for artists, entertainers, entrepreneurs, and social influencers. Their drive, dedication, and exemplary work ethic leads the way to their client success. For more information, go to publicitynation.com. Again, that is publicitynation.com. You're holding on and won't let go But you're out of time, out of touch I need my space, I've had enough And I feel a change
That's more like heart than the other one. No, it really is. I liked it. Again, retro, you know, there's nothing new about this at all. This is like, you know, you could just take her, put her in a time machine. She could be on stage, you know, in, in like 78 somewhere. She reminds me of, there was a, a, a singer in Nashville about 20 years ago. Her name was Jessica Andrews. And she was young and energetic and she sang with a kind of a rock sensibility and I loved the record she made. I thought she was a really, really talented artist. And Bailey reminds me of Jessica Andrews. She can uh, check her out and uh, maybe resurrect some of her material or something because they both have an energy about them. And they uh, they might be able to pull off this theatrical rock thing inside country music. I, I don't, I'm not sure. Um, She's already getting attention in the sense of The Crow, which is the single that we featured in the beginning. That's her latest single. And it's already been featured on CMT Network for her video. It already got a write-up in Rolling Stone magazine. She's already actually had a few things chart on Billboard before. And she's also, I think, done something with the Opry Circle release of the week. So she's definitely getting traction. And she's That's got cool. a, a huge following on Instagram. Did we, did we, did we talk to... Um... We did. We talked to Bailey James. She answered our questions of the week. Yeah, we asked yeah, her a couple of questions. The first question right? we asked her is to tell us a little bit about herself. Hey, y'all. I'm Bailey James. I am a rock country blues singer-songwriter based out of Nashville, Tennessee. I've been doing music for quite a long time. Started professionally when I was 11. Uh, I'm 19 now, so I've had the opportunity to really hone in on who I am in that time and make some really amazing music. And I also have a mental health movement called the Finally Free Movement, where I help other people navigate their mental health as I navigate mine. Wow. Um, 19. I, I, I was going to say, I would, did 19, not expect so 19. Cool. She just, she sounds way more like wise beyond her years, just how she carries herself. Well, well yeah. way more seasoned than 19. Yeah. But that's cool. Wow. We'll link the Finally Freedom movement in the show notes for anyone who does want to check that out. Um, it's definitely something that obviously is close to her heart. And if you are battling any type of mental illness, you should check it out. So the next question that we asked her is, what music artists have influenced your career so far? So my musical artists have changed as I've gotten older. Uh, when I started, it was Hank and Johnny and George Jones and most importantly, Patsy Cline. I heard Patsy Cline's crazy and that is what made me want to become a singer because I love the way she can make you feel anything just by singing a song. Um, and you didn't have to see her, but you knew exactly how she felt in that moment. And I thought that was cool. And as I got older, my dad introduced me to uh, Nirvana. And I introduced myself to Amy Winehouse and Beth Hart and just people who artistically were very emotive in their music. And I pulled a lot of inspiration from them. I pulled lyrically from Amy Winehouse and her clever kind of 
witty lyrics and also Nirvana melodies. I mean, The Crow is a Nirvana type melody. And so I pull from a lot of different people. Cool. You know, you know, maybe you would know this. Yeah, I like this. Patsy Klein. I don't know much about her. I know she died tragically in a plane crash. How far along in her career did she die? Like, was she established already or was she Oh, new yeah, she or? was very established. Yeah, absolutely. So she was older. So she already had a pretty long career by then? Yep. Nah, uh, she'd had, uh, what, maybe a 10-year career, yeah. All right, so she wasn't like a, yeah. a, like a brand-new singer or something. No, she was actually, she predated um, uh, Loretta Lynn, and she kind of, like, palled around with her and actually showed her the ropes. So, yeah, she she was, um, uh, and she'd had big hits by the time um, the tragic accident right. occurred. And, I, I, and she also mentioned Beth Hart, and Beth Hart's a singer that I love that doesn't really get as much talked about she has this one great song called check it out it's called california it's about drug addiction and about you know getting over i think heroin addiction it's like it's this intense song man and i love it and well uh, she seems to have this kind of recovery vibe mm-hmm. going on so maybe right. that's how she found beth so anyway um cool i think we asked her one last thing we asked her about like you know what's what her thoughts yeah, are we, like, discovery. we asked her what her thoughts are on the music music discovery process today I think the discovery process in music today is so cool. Um, I know some people don't agree with that, and there are definitely things that we could improve. But I have found artists that I would have never known um, off of social media. Um, and there's, you know, good and bad things to everything, but social media, like just meeting new people and new opportunities, I wouldn't have 95% of them without it. So I think it's cool and it's unique and I've seen so many people blow up off of TikTok. I just think it's amazing. And um, it's a new era of musical discovery. And it's going to happen whether you like it or not. So we might as well get used to it. Well, there you go. She's 19. Yep, right. and, well, she, and she and told us. Well, she did. Well, she, well, she, she is, <laughs> she's 19. I, it's, it's a very healthy attitude. And yeah. well, she, oh, she's right. You know, whether or not yeah. we disagree with yeah. her on certain levels, you know, because we, we were experienced, you know, the earlier years and years ago, how it used to be. I agree with it too, where I just, I've discovered people that I never would have came across, you know, because I don't listen to that much music, but you can find them on these playlists and stuff in the that, where like, you know, years ago, you didn't have that option. I'm looking at more from if you are an artist yourself and you're trying to get your music heard and trying to get your music discovered, that's how I kind of mean the question, I think. I'm not necessarily negative on all these different social outlets or or, or, or platforms. Uh, as a matter of fact, I enjoy most of them. But my, my beef with the, the discovery process is that most artists don't understand how difficult it is to scale. I mean, the right. idea that, you know, there are billions of tracks on Spotify. How is your track going to be found in the one billion plus playlists that are created every second on Spotify? You know, it's like it's just insurmountable. But I think so that's, that's where my, she comes in with the social media aspect of it. So like take out Spotify, if she's going to use her platform, she's got 109 thousand followers on Instagram alone right now. So for her, she definitely, I think, understands that aspect from the artist's take is like, she needs to use it. She needs to be able to work it. Um, and that you can still be discovered, but it's just, it's not necessarily what it was even two years ago now. I'll tell you, I want to revisit something from last week. So we talked about a riff. 
It was and, no, it was a, a lick, a riff, a chord progression, and a phrase. But since then, I've thought oh, of other gosh. things too. <laughs> now there's a bass line, but see, now yeah. it's not a guitar line; it's a guitar figure. Right. So it's so it's basically it's a it's a riff. Now, can a riff be a guitar figure? I think so. I think they're synonymous. They're, they're, oh they're, yeah, I think those are might be synonymous. Yep. Oh, and then if you're if you're if you're a drummer though, it's a pattern. Oh uh, yeah, you got patterns. What, 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 what's the drum pattern you're playing? You know, is yep. it, does it go with that bass line, and will that riff work <laughs> over that? <laughs> So right? many different things. This yeah, is if it's, you, a, it's absolutely if right. You're in a band, but I, I think drummers we we use lick and pattern. Nah, I, you know, yeah, we do. I'm I'm removing lick. I hate lick. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> that's does. Just, that's what we do. Nobody likes lick. <laughs> it, it's a riff or, or or a line or or you know a phrase is even. But let's lose the lick. It's stupid. Or you can have a fill. As a drum fill. So, yep. so basically, after you play that pattern, do the fill with the bass line. Are you keeping track of all this, Nicole? No, we need to we need to make a glossary, right? Well, this is this yeah, is like if yeah. you want to be in a band. Let's say right now you want to infiltrate a band and pretend you know what you're talking about. Grow your hair long. Let me tell you something though. This is because of the old days. If you ever go into the studio, never. I have a friend who always does this. Never call headphones cans. I hate that. I hate that. And right after bat, anybody who calls their guitar or their saxophone, their axe, I want to smack them. You're out. I hate that. Hey, let me get my axe. No, how about you get the axe? That's it. <laughs> I hate those terms. I always yeah. hated lingo, you know. Or anyway. skins. I'm, I play the skins. No, you, no, don't. you, you play don't. the drums, you moron. Right. Anyway. So are we done? What I think are we, we doing? We are done. Did we just? Did we just? Did we talk about anything? <laughs> we. I, I think we talked about nothing and everything all at once. I don't know, but all I know is, Here's... I'm still smiling. <laughs> Call us. Call us. Oh yeah, do we have to do our? Are we going to do our bongo jumbo well, yeah, commercial? Yeah, I have to make it. Oh, we got. Okay, so yeah. you have to make a bump. Okay, so we aren't officially yet the unofficial. Wouldn't it be uh, funny if we got a cease and desist from Bongo Java? <laughs> Please, Please stop, stop mentioning it. our 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 stop. Uh. <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. Then we from know now on, we're just going to seek out cease and desist letters from <laughs> the, well, various well, we are, unofficial sponsors. We are exactly the opposite. <laughs> of we influences. are we are the ignorers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Get us out uh, of all right, this. everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the 9420 podcast. For everything that we spoke about, we'll include those in links in the show notes on our website. You can go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T W E N T Y. Until next time, we'll talk to y'all later.